gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and huddle. Set aside the remote control for the telly and take a flaming torch in your quivering hand and waft it about in the dark as we await the cataclysmic end of everything. Cheer up, Uncle Bob Bob. The silly history Ragnarok live at the Jorvik Viking Festival Centre is only postponed, not cancelled. We'll be together again soon, listener. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Except, of course, this week it is. We hope you've been planning... For the end of days. Oh, thank the Lord. Are we finally jacking in this waste of time? No, it's the end of the world and you can hear it from here. Now. But first, who are we? And what will we be doing when the end of the world rolls round? I am Uncle Bilbo and my grey concrete fortress is prepared. The house is crammed with freeze-dried Aunt Bessies and a metric tonne of tin spam. Great apocalypse planning, Bilbo. Apocalypse planning? What? This is Leeds. This is a Tuesday afternoon Morrison's list. I am Tombo. I'm looking forward to it. With my shed full of medieval weapons and leather armour, a new world order is coming. And it's me, dear friends. I'm going to be a post-apocalyptic warlord. Now supplicate yourselves before me to Lord Tombo of the radioactive wastes, or it shall go badly for you. I am the Rapture Cowboy and Corned Beef Ranger, known only as the Pear Bear. I have hammered a score of pencil sharpener blades into my cricket bat. Then I've wrapped 18 feet of barbed wire around a shopping trolley. For why, you ask? Why, when the weak-minded Games Workshop staff run home to see their families, I shall strike! All the Space Marines will be mine! (laughs) Forever. I am your dear Uncle Bob-Bob, and my rooftop stage is set for my twice-nightly post-apocalyptic observational comedy, shouted over the rooftops via traffic cone. Good evening, Wasteland! Please put your hands together for the comedy stylings of your dear Uncle bob I wish I'd been consumed in the fire. So do I. But that's another story. For another day. Hopefully far into the future, but I mean, who knows these days? It Literally, it could be like in the next ten minutes. Anyway... For now, though, we can complete for you the story of Norse Armageddon, Ragnarok. Excellent time for me. When last you saw me, I, Thor, God of Thunder, had gone to visit my father, Odin, in his retirement home with a cake. And Odin started telling me this story from the future or something about how Loki tricked Blindhod into killing my goody-two-shoes brother, Baldur. Yeah, tricked him into taking an axe with mistletoe onto the head for a bit. And for that murder, Loki was punished. Chained him up in the cave in Midgard where a snake would drip poison on his weasel RSC face forever until his ex-wife held a bowl over him. So that was Loki dealt with. After that, I went off to drink protein shakes and carb load. No, you didn't, Paul. Oh, does sound like something I'd do. Oh, well, not immediately, anyway. You did go and do that. You always do that. Hello, listener! Tis I, Odin, all father and king of the gods. And if you don't know what's happening, go back and listen to part one of Ragnarok. I'm very good in it. 
Yes, yes, do. What Ford did next, in fact, was this. Loki was in prison, but his children were free. Nice, doggy. We only want to tie you up a little bit. <laughs> just, just to stop you running in the road slash devouring the universe. He's not having it, is he? Loki was the only one he trusted. Ironic. Not ironic, mate. These chains are finest dwarven steel. Dear mate, keep up. Oh my god. Also, Thor, Thor, these chains, they aren't made of metal. They're made of ribbon. Ribbon? Those flippin' dwarves saw me coming. That is no ordinary ribbon. That is Glipnir. It is a ribbon twisted of all the things that do not exist. For example, the breath of a fish, the spit of a bird, and... The compassion of a bus driver. This is powerful magic that only the dwarves know of. Yeah, well, that's as useful as an English cricketer if we can't get it on him. Here, Fenris, look, we mean you no harm. It's just a natty ribbon to make you look nice. You can trust me. I'm Tyr. I'm the god of justice and, and good faith. I mean, mainly bloodshed and war, but also the justice thing as well. Yes, I'm trustworthy. In fact, you can trust me so much that, I'll tell you what, here's an idea. I'll put my arm in your jaws while we pop the ribbon on. Look, just like this. Look, there. That's it. That's it. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Yes, that's it. Look, I've got my arm in your mouth. Now, Thor! <laughs> ah! My hand! Got him. Yeah, that was so brave, so heroic, so... Oh, look at your hand, it's all bitten off and chewed and that. Oh, it's all right, Thor, it'll grow back. That's how it works for us gods, is, isn't it? Um, yeah. Right, we're taking this doggy to Midgard. Why don't we just kill him? I mean, he's clearly very, very dangerous. And on a side note, my hand hasn't grown back yet. You won't grow back, Tia, that's geckos, not gods. You can't kill him, Thor. Because Fenris cannot die. He is filled with Loki's power, and he will only grow stronger and larger until he is big enough to swallow the sun and the stars. What? Can't die? I could hit him with the hammer. You will save your strength, for you will need it. What are you going to do? I shall give the matter fort. My hand! I thought they grew back! Ah, oh, my poor right hand! those knights in alone ruined. PlayStation, pointless even owning it. I've had to queue for so long to get the PS5 as well. Oh, I'm supposed to be playing Wonderwall at an open mic in Midgard tonight. How will I sing away my feelings? Thor and Tyr took Fenris to Midgard, where they tied him up in a cave. Hi, Tyr, give me a hand. Shut up, Thor! Don't they just love a cave, these gods? Anyway, they managed to force open the great wolf's jaws with a sword. The green eyes of Fenris burned with hatred. And from his mouth, a great river of drool spilled forth. So much drool that it formed a mighty river. A river named Expectation. That flowed out of the cave into the depths of Midgard's ocean where Jormungandr, the great world serpent, waited for Ragnarok. Years passed, 
Odin sat on his throne and listened. Heimdall kept his watch. And in the hall of Valhalla, the courageous dead fought and drank. Oh, another glorious day of fighting, dying and coming back to life and eating a big dinner. I love being dead. Me and oh, see you at dinner. Oh, save me some gravy. Asgard was as it always had been. But beyond its borders, the other eight realms were in turmoil. In Midgard, the snow began to fall and it did not stop. No sun or spring came for three years. It was like living in the Midlands. The Fimble Winter had come. The Forever Winter. As the cold winds blew, there seemed to be a fell voice on the wind. Perhaps it was the voice that drove the people of Midgard mad. For with the winter came terrible wars as the people tried to survive. But in Jotunheim, the realm of ice, the frost giants thrived in the cold of the Fimble winter. Ooh, it's ice weather for ice giants! This clean fresh air has really got me motivated to do all those jobs I've been putting off. I'm going to sort the garage out, take the stuff up to the tip, and smash the gods of Asgard, and eat their kids! Cutting down whole forests of trees from their streets. For they too had heard the voice on the wind. Fire realm of Muspelheim, the fire giants heard. And their forges ran hotter than ever, forging flaming swords, burning spears, um, spicy maces, and other razor sharp, scaldingly hot things. But the time was coming. Oh dear. All of this the old father heard from his throne as the cold winds blew. As the forges of fire burned hot and the spears of ice grew sharp, Odin could hear Asgard's enemies plotting in the cavern. But the sound that Odin listened hardest for amid the clamour of the Nine Realms was the sound of old chains finally breaking. Ah, at last! Free at last, chained up, unable to move for millennia. The first thing I'm going to do is... Actually, no. No, I'll do that later. Wife, I'm just popping out for Armageddon. Can you get milk? No, oh, you're always nagging me. I've got a vengeful army of ultimate evil to assemble, you know. Don't get it on the way back. It has begun, then. Let the chains of Frederick shatter! No, please, no. Heimdall never slept well. No, please. But that night he had been beset by terrible nightmares. No, please. No, no. He dreamed of wolves and serpents. No, I swear, Mum. They're not mine. He dreamed of the day he forgot his PE kit. Bring out the undies. No. The loner no, no. undies. No, please, no. And of a hundred thousand wicked things oh. drawing close. No, oh, please. No, no. Oh. Oh. I've got to stop falling asleep in front of Bargain Hunt. So he put an extra scoop of coffee 
in his celestial cafetiere and looked out across the nine realms. And what he saw made his jaw hit the floor. Flipping Nora! Across the red gold sea at the foot of the Bifrost came a ship. The great ship was Nagolfar, the ship of the dead, made from tens of millions of billions of nail clippings. Nail clippings taken from the fresh dead as part of their preparation for the funeral. Millions and billions of dead toenails and dead fingernails all turned into the grossest ship that has ever been imagined. Made of what? Nail clippings. The clippings of the dead. Ah, uh, hell. What the hell is wrong with you? I made it for you, Dad. Toenails are really hard to build with. Can't you just be proud of me for once? Oh, And on Nagelfar's decks of dead fingers were warriors. Tens of thousands of warriors. Moss furred their bones, rust fouled their swords, and worms turned in their empty eyes. An army of the dead men of Niflheim, the realm of the inglorious dead. At last, the lady is not for turning. I have been in hell too long. I long for fresh souls to devour. I long for the minds to be privatized. And I long for every man in the cabinet and throughout the world to be strangely attracted no, to me. Heimdall's coffee grew cold. A freezing wind from the north whipped its froth away. The cough-cough froze stopped. And Heimdall felt the ground begin to shake. Toward the Rainbow Bridge strode the Frost Giants. Ice glistened on the cold steel of their spears. It's payback time, Asgard! Smash the gods and eat their kids! Now, the southern horizon glowed red. As Heimdall watched, he saw a fire crest the horizon. A fire that walked. Fire giants from Musfulheim. The air shimmered, scalded by their coming, and the ground blackened before their horrid tread. Hot stuff coming through! At their head, the towering inferno that was the Titan Surtur. A mighty giant, all ablaze with a great flaming sword as long as a dozen longboats. Oh, you are looking hot and sharp today, fire giant arsenal! Feel the scalding wrath, Asgard! This is for cutting Muspelheim out of the re-edit of episode one! They were all lurching toward the Rainbow Bridge. To Asgard. This is gonna be one of them days. Heimdall blew his horn, and Fenris howled. The gods of Asgard snatched up arms and armor and ran to the walls and looked in horror at the vast armies of monsters that were marching on their home. Oh, knickers. And watched as 10,000 frost giants hefted their spears. Eyes to see you, gods. Giants. Loose. A range of ice spears hissed high through the air, then fell like deadly rain on the halls of Asgard. Gods ran for cover as buildings were cleaved and smashed by the hail of giant spears. 
Not to be outdone, the fire giants hefted up great boulders from the ground. You may feel a burning sensation! <laughs> Heated them until they glowed red hot. And hurled them at the halls of Asgard! Asgard! You're fired! <laughs> Asgard burned. And without the walls, Loki laughed. <laughs> Asgard was doomed. And as the gods huddled for shelter amid the fire and the ice, a fell voice called from without the walls. A voice the gods Hello. well. Hello there. May I speak to the manager, please? I am here with a quarrel. I am here, Loki. You speak of a quarrel. Yet you killed my son for jokes and consort with all of Asgard's enemies. And yet you are the wronged party. Well, Odin, I'm a little hazy on the details. I've been locked up in a cave for countless millennia, you see. Owen, with snake dripping poison on my head and my ex-wife. Cheers for that. And I'm just trying to think. Who organized that shindig? <sighs> Do you remember Odin One-Eye? Oh yeah, it was you. The only thing that kept me going in that dark snake cave was the thought of revenge on you, Odin, you one-eyed monster. By the day's end, Loki, I swear you shall wish you had stayed in that cave. We'll see. I have seen. Whatever. Charge my hordes of darkness. Bring me the head of Odin of Asgard. Stabby vengeance shall be mine. <laughs> On came the army of evil. On came the hordes of evil dead. Forward, my legions of darkness. Death to the living, the trains and social housing. On came the giants. Death to short people! On came all the monsters of the underworld. They hammered on the gates and tore at the walls of the fortress of the gods. But a long time had passed. Since Loki had been imprisoned. And the gods had not been idle. In the hall of Valheim. Where the brave shall live forever. An army of the glorious dead had been preparing for this day. Perhaps some might be of some assistance. The gates of Valhalla were thrown open. We shall fight with heart, faith and steel. There can be only one. And the battle was joined. Right, that's David Bowie. And, uh, um, I think it was about to be Sean Connery, or just a Scottish person with a lisp. Are we the baddies there, boss? I don't care if David Bowie is riding a chariot drawn by Betty White and the dog from Turner and Hooch. You're all sworn to my service. Have you any idea the admin hell I went through gathering this horde of evil? Do you? Now just kill them all, please! Be cool, man. We'll do our part. 
But remember that Hammer Bimbo is mine. Right on cue. The gates of Asgard were flung open, and from the gates flew a sex appeal shaped blur. A blur that hit the giants like a 30s plus hangover. Smish! Thor scattered the giants, sending them flying off the Bifrost and into the boiling sea below. Hammer time. The hammer hewed left and right. Giants fell in all directions. It's like Christmas and, and, and my birthday all, all wrapped it at once. This is amazing. This is the best day ever. Giants. Giants to smash right on my doorstep. Yeah. 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 Eat to hammer, you giant bogans. Improvise. Until at long last, Thor came face to face with King Thrym. The giant king was clad in black iron. His shield was as wide as a longship's sail, and his spear as tall as a tree. I knew this day would come for Odinson. There is a certain poetry that our final battle shall be the final battle. The reckoning at the end of all time. Pipe down, you lanky streak. And so King Frim became the first giant to die as a direct result of a shot in the pills. Come on, you blokes, there's more than enough bombs to smash. Let's get them! The gods were not finished yet. But Ragnarok had only just begun. The battle flowed back and forth. The gods pushed the forces of evil back across the Bifrost. But the hell ship Nagalfar sent its army of evil dead to scale the fortress wall. Forward, my legions of darkness. I want to go home and listen to my chemical romance already. Blood for the blood god. Skulls for the throne of faction. Oh, Dennis! Eat spear, witch! That's for the north of England and the south of Wales and for men over 25 who still get on the bus. Odin, Thor and all the gods and heroes fought gloriously. Out of the sky struck the Valkyries. Die! Die, you naughty zombies! Die! Die! They snuffed out fire giants, made the evil dead even deader still and melted frost giants by the thousand. No matter how many enemies fell, the war was made, and worse was to come. Come get a hammering, you bogan hordes of darkness. Hello, my son. Great hammer work today, my boy. Dad, look, this is amazing. This can count for my birthday and for Christmas. You're right, my boy. It has been far too long since I took my mighty spear, Grunier, out for a spin. See, Dad, smashing giants and zombies is way more fun than plotting and gaining knowledge. And more than that, it's quality time with my dad. I am glad I shared this day with you, my son. Ah, stop it. We'll have one of those awkward manly cuddles when it's all over, yeah? I love you, my son. What? Watch out for! <coughs> From out of the crowd of enemies came Fenris the Wolf. 
as tall as a castle, as black as night. Claws of iron and jaws of death, knocking friend, foe, and Thor aside as he bounded through the carnage to Odin. And took the Allfather in his jaws. Odin thrust his spear forth in a mighty blow. It sheared through Fenris' jaws, breaking teeth and making the wolf snarl in pain. But the pain turned to rage, and Fenris bit down hard. The spear of Odin splintered in his jaws. Fenris snarled and swallowed Odin whole. Dead! The Allfather was gone. You'll pay for that, you mingy dingo! Enraged, Thor threw himself at Fenris. He struck the wolf with all his might. The hammer blows rang throughout the nine realms as the god of thunder roared with rage. <laughs> Fenris shook his snout, snapped Thor up in his jaws, and shook him like a ragdoll. But the god of thunder felt no pain. He just kept hammering his hammer on Fenris' thick skull. The wolf threw the god aside. The wolf shook himself and licked the god's blood from his bristly black muzzle. You're not going to roll over easy, are you, Matt? And hitting you really hard over and over again doesn't seem to be doing anything, God. If only Dad was here, he'd know what to do. He does. Who the flip are you? I'm your half-brother, Vidar. I'm here to avenge our father. If the God of Thunder can't slay at that thing, what chance do you have, small boy? Easy. I'm the God of Shoes. Excuse me? Rest, brother. Your fight is not finished. But it is my destiny to finish this one. And so... Brave little Vidar walked toward the monstrous beast. Thor could barely watch. As the brave boy walked slightly unevenly towards Fenris. Uneven, for the boy wore one boot that was oddly larger than the other. He looked a bit silly. Fenris thought so too, and proved the wolves can smoke as Vidar walked right up to him. Bad dog. Fenris opened wide. And Vidar drew back his leg and kicked. He hooped Fenris' upper jaw with his mad dog Martin. So hard that the wolf's monstrous jaws cracked. So hard that Fenris tore from snout to tail. Like a great hairy holdall of evil being unzipped. Shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> How did you do this? <laughs> Magic shoe. Oh, Dad, you thought of everything. You hear that, Loki? Your latchkey wolf kid is dead. When I get hold of you, I'm gonna smash you dead and all. You and all your stupid mates. How darling you are, Thor. This is only the beginning. Let's see if you can sell my second child, Hugo Boss. Rise, daughter. Daughter. The sea of Asgard began to froth, and below the waves, a dark shape stirred. The waves roared. From the sea rose Jungander, 
the world, sir. Higher and higher it rose, spewing poison as it climbed and coiled up to the black sky. Oh, Nickus. And now the Godzilla snake slammed its bulk against the Bifrost. Cracks skittered across Rainbow Bridge. And the Bifrost shattered. There was no escape now. Behold your doom gods of Asgard. Snake them up, Yomi. Thor watched as the great snake began spewing its poison all over the halls of his birth. He watched as the poison flowed from the citadel of the gods into the ocean, enough to poison all the realms. His wounds ached. For the first time he could remember, his hammer felt heavy in his hand. But despite all this, the god of thunder remembered something else. All right, snake hips, let's boogie. Mjolnir away. He remembered that he was awesome. Thor flew once more. The hammer banged into the serpent's coils. The snake shuddered under the blows and choked as its own foul venom caught in its slogger throat. Taste my hammer, you snake poker. Yet even as Thor drove at the beast's coils, those same coils began to snare. The monster wrapped around the god like a python around a mouse and squeezed. So you like a squeeze, eh? Try this for size. The god mouse squeezed back. The monster's horrid eyes widened in panic. Gand had never known prey like this before. Yet as Thor tightened his grip, the great serpent's head swung down and vomited a great wave of venom all over him. Faustus! The poison filled Thor's mouth, his nose, his ears. But still he squeezed harder and harder. Even as he choked on the foul poison, he did not lessen his grip. Jormungandr began to sweat. Jormungandr began to choke. Jormungandr fell down, down, to crash into the black sea of Asgard. Sploosh is the noise it would have made, but much bigger. The sea boiled and the serpent lay still. Until at last it sank, dead, back down to whence it had come. There was silence. As the waves crashed over the broken shards of the Rainbow Bridge. Ugh! The taste! It's even worse than that punishment mix I had to drink on Hold Steg do. Reckon I'll walk it off though. More smashing to do. Loki. Ugh. Must pay. Thor took three steps back toward the battle. Thor took three more steps, looking for Loki. Thor took three more steps, though his head spun and his body hurt. No. Thor took no more steps. He collapsed amid the ruin of the Rainbow Bridge. The God of Thunder was dead. And Loki laughed. 
<laughs> Best punchline ever. The pair of them. I live for this, I really do. And all it cost me was a million years in a cave getting spat on on my entire family, but you know... Oh, wow. Great. Thanks, Dad. I feel so valued. Chill out, hell, you little killjoy. The gods are dead. And I shall rule the realms. Now, go and find anyone who's left. I'm just going to stand over the ruin of Asgard and cackle. Go and look for the rest of them. You're so lame. I hate my family of monsters and weasels. I wish boys would notice my black nail varnish. I'm going home to watch the crow and paint my room obsidian. Now there goes someone born to be an only child. Anyway, what a day. Odin, Thor... Things are finally looking up. Look! I'm dull! You squinty little curtain twitcher! You stabbed me! I should have seen this coming. You stabbed me! Oh, carry on talking like I haven't been stabbed. I should have seen you, as Odin did. But I won't drop my guard. Not ever again. <laughs> what do you mean again? There's nothing left. Asgard is gone. Nah. Asgard isn't gone, mate. You are. Worth it. The fires burned for many days. Jormungandr's poison fouled the seas throughout the realms. For Odin, Frigg, Hod, so many of the gods had fallen. And yet despite the horror, Ragnarok was not the end. Some of the gods lived. Brave Vidar, the god of shoes, lived. So did Thor's sons. So did Heimdall. And down in Midgard, despite the floods and rains of poison that the dying Jormungandr caused, people survived too. And though it took a long time, life found a way. And Odin turned off the television. So you see, my sons, Thor, Loki, well, you are in the comics anyway, Lloyd will be our end. Ragnarok is not the end of all. The realms renew themselves just as a forest after a great fire. We are all part of a cycle. The gods, the humans, the birds, beasts, and all of... Oh. But Thor had gone. Bored at the length of the tale. Oh my god, that dog has a string of sausages. Come here, you naughty dog. Give me those pangas. <laughs> Come here. Loki had gone too. Ah, well. Spoilers, I suppose. I wonder what else is on. Welcome to the Silly History Boys feature-length series on Netflix. Oh, dear me, no. And so ends the end of the world. Except it doesn't. It, it just sort of resets. Well, kind of. You see... We're just left without a lot of beloved characters that were created at the very start of this making the silly history show journey thing two years ago. And now someone came and killed them all. Hello everyone! I kill things! But I posit to you that Ragnarok is actually a story of hope and renewal. So uh, rest up everyone the next time. Because there's going to be yet another dose of cinema in your ears from... The Silly Show! And for all the violence and trying to copy the Marvel version without actually doing it properly, we are... As always... Sorry! sorry.
those about to Ragnarok, we salute you, or episode 41 of the Silly History Boy Show was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. The parts of Loki the Trickster RSC Weasel, Will Tristram but Scouse, Giants, Will Tristram but a Viking, a PE teacher and the dead, and no one else, were told by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram, may he feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. The voices of the sore-spudded King of the Giants Frim, the armless open mic sensation Tyr, the smouldering Titan Surtur, who was incidentally killed by the goddess Freer, or the god Freer, we just didn't get round to it, a Stew Perry-flavoured Viking, the dead, and Sean Connery, were declared by Stew the Pear Bear Perry, may he feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. Odin the Allfather, a giant, Fenris, Jormungandr, Heimdall, and David Bowie were sung at the end of time by me, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. May I feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. The role of Brave Vida, God of Shoes, was heroified by troubled child superstar Harry Hazmat Pearbear, whose voice is getting a bit deeper, isn't it? It's getting a bit deeper, isn't it? Soon, it'll be time for him to go to the naughty disco, which his father loves so much. May he feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. The sullen emo and Tibetan goddess Hell was whined wonderfully for your pleasure by Gemma Velma von Bobbond and some very plummy Valkyries as well. May she feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. The tones of Margaret, we're all lefty theatre types, what do you expect? Thatcher, the dead, a scouser, and the heroically hilarious Hammer Bimbo, for God of Thunder, were roared throughout all time by Tom, Tombo Furmore. May he feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. Sound effects and zaps and splats were kindly given by our sonic comrades in arms, Zapsplat of Zapsplat.com. May they feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. Music this week, <laughs> a lot of it, were provided by Lumen Media, Brian Boland, Freshman Sound, and Daniel Bradley of Daniel Bradley Music. And in his own arrangement from the land of the ice and snow of the midnight sun where the hot springs blow was howled forth by Stew the Pear Bear Perry. Feast well with our thanks, brave skulls. Glory once more to Lord Fastfingers Rob Tristram for the silly History Boy Show theme. And hey, if you've enjoyed this edition of the Nearly History Boy Show, please give us a rating on your chosen podcast platform, especially if you're on Spotify, because you can now give us a rating on that. It's 1am UK time as usual, so please do. <laughs> yes, Pear Bear finished his half on time and somebody else spent far too much time mucking about. So there you go. Please check out the Silly History Boy Show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we are appearing this year at the Jorvik Viking Centre, Stonehenge, what? Walkworth Castle, Framlingham Castle and many more. So keep your eyes peeled for those Silly History Boys. Is, is that it? I think it is it. I really enjoyed this one, but then hey, I always do. Thanks for listening, listener. May you feast forever in the halls of Valhalla. Thank you, bye! And what he saw made his jaw hit the floor. I can't help it. I feel like I'm starting a rap. What he saw made his jaw hit the floor. What he saw made his jaw hit the floor. What is all? I'm the door in the floor. 
What is all? Under the door, floor, the floor, the jaw hit the floor, the what is all? The floor, 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 and then all the mummers love DJ William Wilwo Tristram. Yeah, we're rocking with the pear bear, y'all. I haven't finished the episode. I'm just mucking about. See you next time. Joy the floor. the floor. What is the floor. That's me rapping, by the way. Sorry you had to experience that. I'm so very white. Ooh, I can't.